I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Here we go. Oops, podcast here. I'm Francis. He's Julio. Good yep. to see you again, pal. Good to see you too, man. I've got so much I want to talk to you about. That Alaska shirt's looking good. Yeah, you thank you. It's Real a gift good. from you, and uh, it's going to be perfect. As my friend Andy once said, Alaska gear is the original vintage wear. You know, is that true? Like, think about it. Every vintage, there's so much Alaska shit in Alaska. Like, to, like clothes, they have so much shit. It doesn't surprise me that every vintage store I've been to has Alaska stuff. Like in LA and shit. Hmm. That's interesting. I know, I know. What's going on? How you doing? Well, uh, I'm well. I want to talk to you about um, someone. Oh, please. Yeah, um, Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. Are yeah. you a fan? Like, I'm like, no. I'm not not a fan. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I have become an enormous Really? Reese Witherspoon fan. And I am not saying that sarcastically or ironically. For whatever reason, in the last month or so, I have consumed so much Reese Witherspoon content wow. that I have gained almost a biblical appreciation of her. <laughs> I'm trying to think of stuff she's in. She's in Cruel Intentions, Legally Blonde. So you're thinking about Reese Witherspoon before she turned herself into an Oprah-like being. Interesting. That's Reese Witherspoon as an actor. Pretty right? Little Liars. Yeah. Now, now, Reese Witherspoon has created her own production company. Mm-hmm. She also does Reese's Book Club. Lovely. So I love people that read, right? Mm-hmm. And with her production company, which is called something like Hello Sunshine, I think that's what it's called, what she does is she backs projects that are created by women right Mm -hmm. and in this last two months for whatever reason i have watched big little lies Mm -hmm. i have watched the morning show Uh, and i'm now watching little fires everywhere gotcha it's honestly hard to keep the titles i know there's a lot of overlap straight because they sort of sound the same (laughs) she sort of plays a uh, pretty similar character in everything. She's mm-hmm. always the hero with a little bit of a flaw, um, a Love slightly that. flawed hero, but she's pretty unimpeachable. And um, <laughs> I love that. And let me tell you something. I I I I just am blown away by her consistency of excellence. The 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 consistency with which she delivers excellence. That's great, man. That's a great thing to to appreciate in someone. So. Have you heard about Little Fires Everywhere? No. I don't even know anything It's a show on Hulu. It's all the rage. Set in 1997. And she's this suburban housewife, but she was also an intrepid journalist who, in a way, settled for this small town life, but still has the chutzpah to track down a good story or to get to the bottom of some mystery. Love it. On the opposite side is... Uh, Carrie Washington, mm-hmm. amazing actor. Yeah, great. And she comes into town 
and their lives become intertwined and it's all about race and privilege and what's so amazing about this show is that they present both sides and you a, a, a rational person should be able to sympathize or empathize whichever you prefer oh yeah <laughs> with callback. both sides which is that's a good story right there yeah um because i find myself saying things like well carrie washington is doing some horrific things and then you say like yeah reese witherspoon clearly is the right person whatever it, it's you go it's, back and forth it's worth a watch it's it's really interesting and, and well done i'll check it out but i have to say i mean reese witherspoon has just turned into this she's just churning out hits yeah she's kind of like the drake of women's television <laughs> everything she does is automatic that's great she's re- a chart topper i read a statistic the other day that said that um drake if you can get him to feature on one of your songs has the most impact in terms of elevating it to being oh, a yeah. chart topper i saw that too it will jump the most spots. Dude, he's just got the, the Drake formula. feature. Yeah. It's true. That's no surprise to me. No surprise. Unless maybe maybe Bieber wasn't really in that category. But I, I would have thought By the way though, have you seen the pop star music video? It's weird. I thought it was great, dude. Chris, I don't know like about it? it. Chris is nodding the You know like what it. I don't like about it? There's one Check part of it out. I don't like. No, I don't want to spoil spoil the concept of it for people. So we can spoil no, no, it. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Well, is that all right. But I, I, I say that as you're starting to say details of it. No, right? no. Whatever. Bieber Fine. sings it instead of Drake. But right? the, the whole concept of it is funny. It's like DJ Khaled wants to make this music video. He's annoying the shit out of Drake. For some reason, Drake is like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm going to have to call in a favor or whatever. And then it gets Justin Bieber to be the star of the music video. Pretty good. Which is cool. Maybe I hadn't watched it all the way through, but there's one part of it that really turns me off. A few people have said that. Which was it for you? When Scooter Braun starts dancing. <laughs> He does this like does fish on the line where he's like, yeah, it's yeah. like he's twitching on an electric wire. And I just, I don't want that. I don't want that from the world's most powerful manager. And I'll tell you what, I was on some uh, go scooter. It's your birthday. And if this was your initiation meeting for my cult, I'd be like, see, Francis, you're immediate. You're, you're automatically leading with ants, automatic negative thoughts. My friend Andy told me about that. I've never heard ants before. Automatic negative thoughts, Francis. See, you should be embracing scooter dancing. You should be rooting for him. Interesting. Now, tattoo my initials on your face. <laughs> Why is Scooter Braun so successful? Why has he become a name as, as big of a name as he is? For just like repping those big pop stars, I think. Can I ask you a question? If we, if if you have nothing more to add on this topic, well, that's it for for Reese Witherspoon. For, yeah, for Scooter and Reese. But yeah, go check out some Reese content. I was thinking about this saying the other day, and I kept repeating it. So maybe it started to lose meaning. I don't know if that you ever do that. You say the same word ten times, and all of a sudden you're like, is that really what that word is? Hmm. Anyway, but no, I've um, never done that. <laughs> like if you just say, you know. Arm, armoire, whatever. This, armoire. That's a bad example. What does, an, I'm getting off the point. What an odd name. That's a really out of left field. That's really. <laughs> I think if we said armoire a bunch of times, yes, we would start to say, <laughs> "Why are we that? saying armoire so much?" Work to live versus live to work. I have trouble differentiating between those two things. <laughs> Am I right about this at all? 
You know, dude, it's work what, to live, live and, to work. And I find that when people even say that to me, they typically go, you know, it's not work to live, live to work. And then they like get confused also. I cannot. Um, which one's better? What's the one that's supposed to be better? It's, I don't know. It's definitely not live to work. It's definitely not that. Which means that you work to live. But is that, how is that not the same thing? Okay. I can explain this. Thank you. This, I knew you'd be able People to who this. live to work means that their entire existence is defined by their occupation. Right. But by working to live, meaning you can't live without working. You are working to live. Yes, but you are accepting that you do have to work, right? Okay. But you're only working so that you can support your life. Right. Whereas Which, your job is not your life. To me, it sounds like that's the same thing. Like you're working to live. You can't live if you don't work. Yeah, it's it's a stretch where it shouldn't be some profound thing. <laughs> and clearly people just seized upon the fact that you can invert it and it works. But it doesn't deliver the type of message. Right. You know, there's a better one out there. By the way, before you say it, I, something about your reaction to me bringing this up, I really enjoyed. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck did this come from? Well, the armoire <laughs> thing had nothing to do <laughs> nothing, with where I thought you were going. But here's the, here's the better one. Okay, okay. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends. What the fuck is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Champagne for my real friends. What's the second one? No pain for my sham. Champagne for my real friends. Real pain for my sham friends. <laughs> yeah, I used to see this in AIM profiles. That's a crazy. That's a crazy. Some one. chick would be like, "I found the truth of the world," <laughs> and that would be it. And it's like, "What? Oh yeah? Are you gonna hurt?" <laughs> People that pretend to be your friend, yeah, you're going to deliver real pain for them? You <laughs> fucking psycho. And then what? You're going to give champagne out to you? You're 16 years old. Shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. Like, congratulations. You you made it. Yeah. Oh, thank God. But there are, there, are so many, there are so many things like that that are kind of just cheesy toast. Right. At, at dumb campfire parties. So, dude, I find, though, that those kind of sayings typically have way more weight than you uh, give it credit for until, like, somehow it really resonates with you. And then you think about it, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, oh, there's so many of them. It's hard to come up with one on the spot. That's the thing, though, like, dude, is that um, I, you do meet people that it, it's almost as if they've kind of highlighted copies of, like, Sun Tzu's Art of War oh, right, right, right. or some kind of, you know, Buddha's, uh, the Dalai Lama's like awakening book, mm -hmm. which is just a collect. I mean, these books that are kind of collections of sayings right. that can live on their own. Right, right. And nothing is that simple. Um, it's no, fine dude, totally, if that's totally. going to be a guide for you. Right. No, but no, if, no, you're gonna, sure. if you're going to say like, this is the meaning of life or... Right. To try to tell me right. that, yeah. It's a cop out to like have me say some like life thing and then you just pull a fucking idiom out of your back pocket. Right. Like that's not helpful. Exactly. Even if it sums it up well, it's not helpful. Bingo. Yeah. This is perfect. It's yeah. It shouldn't be life advice. Right. If you came to me and you said, I'm having problems with my girlfriend, I can't figure out what to do professionally, I am not getting along with my parents. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you suggest? Right. And I said to you, Hey, work to live, live to work. 
I would be a bad friend. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Like that's terrible. That's, that's such funny. a write-off. That's such a shitty <laughs> way of giving advice. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, I I heard this a couple years ago, and it's it's been what my guiding principle. Uh, wake up in the morning and smell the coffee. Right, right, and right. And if you don't by noon, well, you you're you should tap out. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, what do you you know? Right, some, early to bed, early to rise. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I have a friend who only speaks in sayings, but in a way that's like much more amusing. Like he's, mm. it's not, he's not trying to be like profound, but like, you'll ask him anything. You'll be like, uh, Hey man, like, do you have any goods? He like works in like finance. I'll be like, you have any good like stock tips? He'll be like, looking to get your beak wet. Yeah. <laughs> looking to get your beak wet. Yeah. Oh, I got, got taken to the cleaners. It's funny. And he has talks in this deep voice too. It's pretty funny. You, you know, we, I am mocking these, but I did hear, uh, I did read at the famous Warren Buffett quote recently, which was as far as advice, investing, uh, be, be bold when others are fearful and be fearful when others are bold or, yeah. or be greedy, be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. Mm. And you know, everyone says, well, it's like, is that really all it took for Warren Buffett to become the world's richest man? Greatest investor of all time. No, I watched the Warren Buffett documentary. Warren Buffett was reading for six hours a day. Right. He reads hundreds of pages of charts and scan. He's a, he's a wonder kind. He's a, right. a genius. Right. right. And always has been. Right. He didn't just come upon that brilliantly simple quote and then say like, you know, that's him trying to boil it down for morons. Right. Who will never come within a hundred miles of, of totally. the success that he's yeah. had? It's not, yeah. Uh, applying his kind of like base principles to your life isn't going to help you, right? Because you're not able to process all that information, etc. A million things, why right? You won't be able to. Dude, I know a girl who, like, let's talk about right place at the right time. Her grandfather was roommates with him in college, and he gave him a bunch of Class A Berkshire Hathaway stock, which is now worth like three hundred thousand dollars a share. Wow! So she inherited. Like part oh when God. she was born, she was just given, you know, a dozen of those. Or you something. hear about stories like that, and you always wonder who in the family, like what kid, finally said, "I'm gonna cash in on this," and then blew it all. And dude, I you know I love her to death, but I think that she definitely has cashed in. Some was it her? She's cashed in quite a bit of it, I think. You know what? What <laughs> great granddaughter of a Carnegie or a Rockefeller was an aspiring poet who got hooked <laughs> on needles and just blew the old, you know, because what happens is with generational wealth, they say, right. you know, the, the patriarch or the matriarch starts it, the next generation grows it and the third generation blows right. it. And, right. And 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 uh, so on and so forth until, you know, between lawyers and everything, eventually it's gone. Right. Yeah. Um because generational wealth doesn't last forever. As 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 the branches of the family tree uh branch out and the money is inherited by more and more people, you're just not left with as much of a nut. Right. Um and not to mention, like because you are given that nut, they argue that you kind of tend to be a little slower than your competition. Interesting that you, yeah, because you don't Born have with the silver spoon, you don't right. have to fucking do anything. So it's, but it is fascinating to me to think about like if there is somebody who sets a family up for generations of right. not having to worry, 
Totally. And then one person, one link. <laughs> Fucked it all up. Let's say that they're <laughs> just like put it all into Akon's new city in <laughs> Africa. <laughs> Senegal. And it all went to shit. <laughs> and it was lost. The great <laughs> steel fortune. <laughs> You're right, right. Of the uh, the third Carnegie generation. I don't know. That would be funny to me. A funny book to read. But I do want to ask you some questions. Please, please, please. We talked about Reese Witherspoon. We should go to Akon City when it's ready to go. Absolutely. That'll be fun. Convict music. Francis to Damasco. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, anchor, anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Hey. Speaking of gifts, yes. So, my girlfriend and I we had our our two year anniversary. Dude, I love this. I love this overlap. I'm we are in the midst of our two year anniversary as well. Oh, we don't have a specific day. We say roughly around this time. I am glad to hear that. I'm very. That makes me happy. Ooh, baby. Because we had a fight about this. Ooh, baby. We had a fight because she asked me when's our anniversary as a quit so she had an answer she knew she knew absolutely now it's the second year so i probably should have known because you can get away with not knowing for sure in the first year correct right and a lot of people like when do you start your anniversary what's your anniversary is it the day that you tell the world we're now boyfriend and girlfriend right is it the day that you had sex for the first time is it the day that uh, you met? It was the day I got her number for me. Really? Yep. The day I got her number, because from then on, we never stopped texting. And before that, she thought that I was like a, a fuck boy. And dude, she, we were joking because of how bad my attempts were. I remember this. I told you about this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, when I actually got her number, we actually started building something. And that is what we cite as our first moment. Got it. Got it. But still no date assigned. Right. It's literally okay. today. It's like roughly today. September 9th is when we're recording. So this. around this time of year, do you plan a dinner or any or get a gift? So it's this is very funny you mentioned that. So last year this happened also. I we like went and did something fun. I was like I'd like to do something for our anniversary. And she was like, "Okay." I was like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "Let's just like go to a nice dinner or something." I got her a gift. I completely fucked up the gift. Hmm. I got her this ring that she's never worn that she doesn't like. Oh. And then she got me a, a, an anniversary gift like three weeks later. And it was something great that I used. But like it didn't, there was no binding date. It was like you, a birthday. Were you uh, nonplussed that she didn't get you the gift until three weeks later? I didn't give a fuck. No. I actually didn't even care if she got me anything. It doesn't matter. Like it's nice. It was nice. To, I think she got me, she, I think she got me an iPad. It was oh my god really nice gift right I know. that's a big time fucking gift I use for an it a anniversary lot. i know and i did it was a gift that i didn't think i wanted and i love it and it's yeah. incredible so anyway um but i think you know the the saving grace for me in this situation 
as me being like, I would like to do something for our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Being yeah. proactive. Yeah. So yeah. That outweighs the gift that you were really you, you, like I say outweighs. I mean, I'm sure the ring is really nice. It's because, nice. Fucking up the gift doesn't matter. It's right. like, you know, I, I acknowledge my, our anniversary is important to me, even though we don't have a day. She's fine with us not having a day. So I would rather that we didn't have a day. Yeah. And and more of just a time of year, because as I said, in the first month or two of us knowing each other, we met, we hooked up for the first time, right. we, and then we, you know, said we're dating officially, and then right. we said we loved each other. Dude, this is this is the great. This is the Rama, the those... Ramadan model. <laughs> Ma- many significant days that all encompass one event. One month of not eating. <laughs> Just like, you know, but like a ceremonial period. Sure. You know? Yeah, festive time. A festive time. I, I wish that we could have a rolling sort of schedule of it. Right. So so where is the where is the problem coming? Well, she got mad because I didn't know for sure about the date. And then fortunately I'm I'm a brilliant debater. So I said to her, Well, why why did you get to choose that it was the day that we told everyone we were boyfriend and girlfriend? You I know, think that's I think that's fair. Maybe the day that I told you I loved you for the first time was more meaningful to me. Maybe that's to me our anniversary. And I, I honestly, I don't know if you just completely forgot. I, 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 I no, suspect I you knew, did not. I, I knew it was not. one of two days. Right. I knew it was either September 4th or September 6th. And I said the wrong one. Right, 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 right. So, and, and I think that that's, I think that you are not doing like a guy trying to talk his way out of it. I think that's like a valid debate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we know for sure. So, well, so what is it for sure? September 4th. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, we went out to dinner. It was really nice. Wonderful. Portland, Maine. Uh, I got her a gift. Uh, but here's the other thing. Her birthday is September 27th. Gotcha. So there's only three weeks in, but apart. Last year, I got her a big gift for the anniversary. And I gave her a slightly lesser gift for her birthday. Mm. She didn't mind. Everything was fine. But... I think it's more important for me to get her a, the more expensive gift for the, for the birthday. I agree. So I saved, I saved it a little bit this year. I got her a perfectly nice gift. I got her a lovely set of pajamas from her favorite brand, which I won't name. It's Eber J. Actually, I'll just name it. But we don't want to give them. No, no free promo. But they make great shit. They're fucking pajamas. (laughs) If you're a guy and you're looking for a gift, I'm going to back off. This feels like an ad. It's not an ad. I really like the Giselle pajamas from Eber J. Good stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, The I give her this gift. Right. And then. She knows that I like to receive gifts the way that I used to as a young boy when my dad would come home from a business trip. Where he would walk in the door and my sister and I would run over to the couch, close our eyes, hold out our hands, and go, presents? Oh, yeah. We've, we've forced this ritual on Chris before, if I recall. <laughs> what? We gave Chris his Christmas gift. Oh, we did make you do that. <laughs> it was just like $400 cash. Yeah, it was like, oh, and hold your hand out. Yeah. Not a bad gift. It's Not cute. a bad gift. That's cute. Yeah. It was um, good. But I, I know that sounds really uh, entitled, and I think we were entitled as four-year-olds. Um, but even so, that's a fun way to receive a gift. So she has taken to this. 
And she said, okay, you know, sit down, close your eyes. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And, you know, I'd just given her these pajamas, whatever, 150, 150-ish dollars of, of shit. Um, and there's an enormous box in front of me wrapped. Oh, wow. right? I also wrote a really nice card, by the way, but enormous box. I unwrapped this thing and it is a nice coffee shop new york city coffee shop level espresso oh wow machine. i saw her crowd crowdsourcing yeah <laughs> she said that she had gotten a lot of responses i was wondering she was like not an espresso and i was like okay yeah i she told me that okay. whole story because she she blocked that story from me mm. which is really smart very clever yeah, i had no i didn't see this coming at all she's a great girl man yeah she's awesome but it was to that point, the most expensive thing that she'd ever bought for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And this thing has changed our life already. It's awesome. It is fucking incredible. And nothing against <laughs> Nespresso. I have a Nespresso. I've used it for years. It's so user-friendly and easy. But if you are a serious coffee drinker and you like espresso, espresso-type drinks, lattes, iced lattes, flat whites, all that. Americana. Yeah. This fucking thing it's the breville like home espresso thing mm-hmm. is I, I i i get excited thinking about it it makes me excited to wake <laughs> up in the morning there's a process you learn it there's the grinding of the beans the tamping <laughs> you tur- you press the thing in you turn it and then you put your little cups under and it pulls doubles and then and you, you tap it down. You go through the whole thing yourself, and you feel like a barista. That's cool. You feel like you're about to go to like a, a word storytelling open mic later That's on. That's cool. That's cool. In Gowanus. <laughs> so it it's awesome, and we've really been enjoying it. Now, here's why I brought this up. I'm not worried about it because I have I have a big gift for her for her birthday. But how likely are you? Two, one, if you're given a big gift, look it up online and find out how much it costs. And two, how much does the cost of the item affect your enjoyment of it? Oh, this is this is interesting. Um, I do not look to see how much it costs. Never. No. And the cost does not affect the enjoyment. You know, I want you to think about this for a second. I... Because I feel like you're giving me a very political answer here. I'm, dude, I'm not. I actually mean that. Like, I don't, I don't care about the gifts that I get from my girlfriend. I'm so much more concerned about getting her the right gifts. I mean, dude, there's four, I have to get her four. I have to be awesome four times a, a year. Anniversary, Valentine's, Christmas, birthday. and birthday. That's a lot of fucking stuff. That's a lot of so stuff. So I'm just so overwhelmed at that that I don't even give a fuck about what she gets me. I don't even think about it. It's like the dad mentality. Interesting. So I, if, and, and she has always kind of like gotten me these like awesome big gifts. I'll tell you when it does concern me. It concerns me when it's like, a, I have a friend who gets me really expensive gifts. Oh God. Like he'll get, like he got me an Apple watch for my birthday. What the fuck? He's like one of my best friends. Did if you, not, if not my best friend. kill someone for him? He's, he's like literally he's, he almost transcends friendship. Like when I think of friendship, this kid's like my brother. I don't have a, I don't have a friend like that. So I can't, I, I can't compete with him. Yeah. I can't spend like that for a friend's birthday. I get that. So it's really hard for me to get him a present. That stresses me out a lot. So I'll look at the price tag when he gets me stuff. My girlfriend gets me stuff like 
she's always really thoughtful. I mean, it's never come to a point where I have to be like, was that like shitty? Okay, but you but you just did admit that you look at the price tag for when your buddy gives you the yes, gift. Yes, yeah. And then does knowing what it cost affect your enjoyment of it? Yes, but I usually know how much it costs. It's like obvious shit. He, I got you. He got me tennis Apple rackets. Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I knew that those were like $500 total. Wow. I know this thing's probably four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't For know. the record, is that a bad answer? No, no, <laughs> no. That's totally fine. That's a it's a great qualified answer actually, um, but I will say this. I did look up the cost of that coffee machine. Is it intimidating? Well, it certainly made the coffee taste better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yes, what I mean. Yes. And by the way, for the record, uh, yeah. if it had been a cheap thing. I don't think that it would have made me like it less or not want to use it, right? Because then I'm, then I'm appreciative of the gift from her and we're in this together and great, this is what we have now, can't wait. But the fact that she spent as much as she did, first of all, is a big deal. It's a big sacrifice, Yeah. right? So whatever, the, the gift and the sacrifice, I'm appreciative and all of that. But knowing that it's a top of the line piece of equipment like a makes me enjoy looking at it, playing with it, and consuming from it more. And in your defense, that's kind of like a that's not something that you just know how much it is, right? Like, I that's the thing have, where you're like, I have no idea how much this costs. This was way off right. the beaten path right. for right. me. And and so in that situation, I think maybe the answer would be yes. But I also might feel guilty, and I also might feel pressure to perform when I have to reciprocate. Uh huh. You keep track. You guys. You feel like you feel like she got you this. This is where we're at now. I don't. I don't need to do that. But of course, I want to be as thoughtful as she was to me. Right. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I came out of the gates hot in our relationship. I remember it. First birthday. I rock. That was when I was making a lot. I was making a lot more money then than I than I am now. And (laughs) it's hard to explain a step down in gifts as a reflection Ooh. of your current income. You don't want to be trending downward. You as know an what individual. I mean? Yeah. Cause <laughs> she's like, well, you've, you've set the bar here. I'm not, you know what I mean? She, so, so that's tricky. I think that's really funny. Yeah. Gifts, so gifts are tough, dude. Yeah. I, I do appreciate. Uh, I also think that, you know, does, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about getting her a gift knowing that it will be easy for her to determine the price of it? No. Do you ever get her a gift with the intention that she will not find out at all what the price is? Sometimes, yes, actually. And honestly, I, I like a situation like that because I can get away with spending less. Of course, which well, is that's fucked the whole up. Point of that. But like, if I go and I search and I find some sick piece of jewelry that she's gonna like anyway, like she's not gonna like a fucking you know Cartier love bracelet, like a thing that everybody has. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like it's almost better. She's she kind of has like I would say she's like pretty good about being unique with her style, whatever, whatever. If I find some dope item that's like, you know, a few hundred bucks or whatever, like that could be a great gift. Yeah, but dude, once you start getting off the beaten path with jewelry, right? You are risking that she's not gonna like it. I'm always risking that she's not going to like it. I have no idea. 
how much did you spend on that ring that she didn't like? Three hundred dollars. Yeah, see, that's a big hit. But dude, man. that was also stupid. I was an idiot. Like, it looked so cool, but like, I forgot that she doesn't. She doesn't wear silver. Oh. Like it was such a crazy impulse yeah. move. On my I heart. think it's good to know a few basic. What looks good on her skin? What does she like? You know that sort of thing. Yeah, and then you can sort of stay close to home. Totally, you have a better chance, dude. So this is funny. You mentioned this. I was in California for like two seconds, and I met this guy who was a boyfriend of one of my girlfriend's friends. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Very nice guy, like kind of like a Cali bro. And he had this truck that he'd been working on. He has a Tacoma. Oh, he loved his truck. And dude, he said one of the funniest things I've ever heard. I've ever heard in regard to somebody loving their truck. He goes. Man, I love my fucking truck, man. He's like, I love it so much. He's like, I'm one step away from sticking my dick in the tailpipe. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a guy who loves his thing. Yeah. I don't feel that way about any of my stuff. No, no, I don't fuck any of my things. I don't honestly, dude, I don't like things at all. Like I know the espresso machine is like a great practical thing that like impacts your life and your happiness and your energy levels. Like that's a great thing. But like stuff in general, I hate it. Like, I hate the idea of clutter and dust. Like, I want to get to a point in my life where I don't feel attached to anything. Okay, but... That isn't electronics. Uh, okay. And that only counts because you can hoard memories that way mm-hmm. in a very compact way. Yeah, I was going to say, not everything collects dust stuff, right? Souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't continue to just stockpile shit. Yeah. I agree with that. But... um. Yeah, I guess electronics are kind of the, I don't know, I love my piano. And I think that's a good thing to love. It's a great thing to love. Because it just provides opportunity. That's a step up though, dude. That's like, that doesn't even count. Well, then you're making exceptions because the piano does collect dust. Okay, fine, but it's gigantic. (laughs) It, all right, all right, fine, but just hear me out, hear me out. I know, I know that that seems counterintuitive. But it's so it's so gigantic that it's like and it's like an important ceremonial thing. It's like a piece of decor. Yeah. Like in a way that a couch is. Yeah, you need a couch. Having the piano there, it like sets the ambiance and sets the mood. So you play it. Furniture is an exception to your rule. You need furniture. You can't just sit on the floor. Nobody needs a piano. Yeah, but you play it. I do. And that's I a do. nice thing. Yeah. It's experiential. It's experiential. That's what it is. Yes. You know, like have, it's like the same as having a jacuzzi. Ooh. I think that's a good thing to have. I would like to have a jacuzzi someday. That's different than like shit. <laughs> Just a bunch of shit. You, neither of you guys have any idea what the fuck I'm talking I, about. I do. I do. I do. I do know exactly what you're talking about. Clothes. Too many clothes. That's a terrible one. Yeah. Like uh, shit on your desk. Just shit. Like. Yeah. Stuff you got here or there. Yeah, it's all about, it comes back to the woman, the Japanese woman, art of cleaning up all that shit. <laughs> yeah, we always talk about her. We should try to get her on the podcast. We should, Mary Kondo, we should. Mary Kondo. Okay, really quick. Um, I had, how are we doing? Okay, I had, uh, I want to, this is really important to me to, to hear you out on this. I had a physical with a woman. Okay. First time. With this woman. You know, I've switched general practitioners so many times in my life that I don't even know that I could call. Well, in a way, I guess they're all general that way. But I don't I don't know that I could say who my primary care physician. That's what I mean. My primary care physician. I don't know who they are. 
It's just every every time it's a new person because I can't remember who the last person was. So I went to see a primary care physician up in Maine, a woman, and she had great bedside manner. That's the biggest thing about doctors that I care about. How nice are you to talk to? That's nice. Do I think that you know your shit? She knew her shit. Uh, you know, I had a bunch of questions. A lot of it was COVID related. First of all, she said that the uh, the antibody test is a waste of time. Interesting. Because first of all, they're finding out that if you had antibodies, they can wear off. Um, and then, you know, who knows? So she was like, if you're curious, go for it, but there's no point. I said, okay. Uh, but I also had questions about some other things. And then, you know, we do the, the penis exam, the the penile exam. Now, in the same way that we talked about, would you rather that your barber be a woman or a man? Would you rather that your primary care physician in examining your genitals be a man or a woman? Okay, so I want you to answer this first because I have a three-pronged answer. Okay, my answer is man, 100%. Okay. And I will also add that I've now had, I don't know, three or four different primary care physicians ever since I graduated from pediatrician do my ball testicle penis exam it's the hernia exam yeah <laughs> so the they, penis they exam do, she's not like they do they do <laughs> like a. they don't just they don't just do that they kind of check other things too they, yeah i guess you're right. right so so they all have a different way of trying to make you feel comfortable mm-hmm. they all put their own spin on it it's sort of like a sommelier who has a different way of uncorking the wine right. every time or you know they, they everyone Every primary care physician I've ever had has come at it a different way. And some methods I like and some methods I don't like. Okay? The first thing I would say is I'm 31 years old. You know that I've been to the doctor a bunch of my life. At this point, I trust that you're not a fucking creep. Of course. Do what you want with my penis. I trust you. If you make it a thing, I'm going to feel uncomfortable. Right. And this woman made it a thing. I've Wow. I've never felt it be a thing. She made it a thing. What'd she do? She had a root, like almost a routine. And, and this is, this is not to discredit her because she was a, a wonderful doctor and it didn't bother me that much. But let me tell you what her process was. Actually, let me back up and give you a process I liked okay. so that you can hear this by contrast. Okay. So the, fir- the, 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 a previous doctor that I'd had a man, uh, here was his process. <laughs> First, he would do my lung and heart listening. Mm-hmm. And he would have me take my shirt off for that. But my pants would be on. And he would do all of that. And then he would say, okay, put your shirt back on. Now drop your pants. And then he would do the thing. Yeah. But he would make sure that your shirt was on. As if that somehow by being half clothed, you wouldn't feel quite as exposed. Mm -hmm. And that was his process. Instead of, I guess, just having me be completely naked, there was really no reason. It always struck me that there was no reason to put my shirt back on if he was going right from lung listening to ball checking. Right? Mm -hmm. But he did it to 
Right. Because so, he thought right. I needed the comfort of being the half process. clothed. Yes. And that Fair. was his process, and, and that was a good process. Yeah, agreed. I liked that process. I like that too. This doctor that I just had gave me a gown to put on. She left the room. The gown doesn't close in the back. Right, I know. So you feel like you're wearing it backwards. You're just wearing this thing that you can conveniently shit out of. <laughs> Butt cheeks flapping yeah, in the breeze. I hate that thing. And then you get up on the what I still consider the child's workbench <laughs> with the toilet paper roll. Yeah. You're sitting on that thing. You know, she starts listening through the open flap in my back. I'm aware that my plumber's crack is hanging out because of the conversation we had about plumber's crack. I'm more insecure about my plumber's crack right. than anything else. It's not graceful. She's listening through my back to my lungs. And then she has me lie down. And then she places a sheet over sort of my, from my knees to my waist. And does it while you're laying down. And then sort of starts like folding it back as if it's like a massage and now we're getting into the happy ending. Right. Jesus. And I don't know if it was my experience getting happy endings that made me think <laughs> this is untoward. Oh, yeah. It's triggering. But the the whole rigmarole of it, it, you know, almost like setting up a picnic blanket, pulling out your plates, your forks, your you know, serving the potato salad, all of that just to get to what I knew she was doing. You know, I knew where she was going from the right, second right. whatever. Yeah, the the like slow build seems unnecessary. Yeah, it felt suspense. like I was being a I was a table that was being set. Right. <laughs> just to check my to make sure there were no hernias and no right. testicle things. And it's like, listen, lady, I'm comfortable. I'm sure a lot of people aren't, but uh I don't know. I don't know how to navigate that. And so that whole process, being as uh, ceremonial as it was, yeah. made me uncomfortable. Totally. 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 I feel you. Tell me about your situation. Um, I feel you on that 100%. And it reminds me, the, the, uh, the gown situation, and I mentioned this briefly, but like one time I misunderstood the doctor. He's like, put this gown on. And I did. And then the guy came in, the, who's going to do the radiology thing. And he goes, yo, bro. You're naked, bro. Yo, man, put your clothes on, man. I was like, what? I was like, he told me, he told me. And I'm just naked and embarrassed. You know what I mean? So I, I feel you on that. So that was for an x-ray? Yeah, it was for an x-ray. Man, why are x-ray technicians, oh, they're always so spunky. <laughs> so they're the spunkiest people. Just a little fucking X-ray technicians, they're not like doctors. They're yeah, not no, they're like, not. hello, good to see you. They're like, yo, you know, they, they, that's <laughs> what you said. They yeah. always have attitude. Oh, put your clothes on, man. They always have attitude. I know. So anyway, um, I prefer a female doctor. I think they listen better. I don't like feeling, I don't like getting bullied out of my hypochondria. You're fine. I don't like that. What if I'm not fine? Mm, Sometimes people aren't fine. That's a great point. You know what I mean? Male doctors do. They do that. Shame you. Dude, like I had a, something wrong with my stomach once and like the guy comes in and he had like a, an intern. He was trying to impress her. He's like, I'll oh, do this, do this. And he was completely wrong. And there was actually like something wrong with me. He's like, just do it. it was, well, that just sounds like a horrible doctor. It sucked. Whatever. Yeah. So I prefer a female doctor for that reason. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that some people like this is a very immature point that i'm about to make and i i don't think it, i never think about this anymore as an adult but i think that a lot of guys are like oh like it's embarrassing if you get a boner or whatever like you know what i mean while they're inspecting you what if she's hot haha -ha. 
That's obviously never happened to me. But I will say this. One time I did get a boner while having a thing done to me by like a doctor sort of. And it was like really embarrassing and weird. Male or female doctor? Female, but it wasn't the doctor. I was getting an ultrasound on my stomach. And the woman was like so maternal and like, and like busty and like, and like, dude, she wasn't even like, she wasn't even that hot, but she was just like doing the ultrasound with the warm, with the warm liquid and going in a circle. And I was just like, I was just like, and I was so embarrassed. I, I have to believe that that happens all the time. It has to, right? Yeah. And like, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be weird. And I think the worst thing you can do is to apologize about it. Yes. Unless, dude, imagine if they're doing the hernia thing to you and you just have a full rocket. Like, that would be crazy. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you have a semi? Was it a little bit of engorging? I was or like was 65, it... 65%. Okay. But I was also laying down and she was ultrasounding me. She wasn't touching my... No. Actually, you know what? That's not true. She actually did get down here a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it still wasn't just like a full fucking like... Right. Right. You know, yeah, they're sensual. They are. They, they know how to they know how to explore. So, you know. You know? Absolutely. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, and it's sad that I even feel like I have to clarify this, but again, what I said in preferring a male doctor has nothing to do with whether or th- I think men or women are be- make better doctors. It is all to do with my comfort Personal level preference. as they are checking out my my situation. So, Absolutely. Um, I thought that was something I, I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad dude, we talked dude, about it. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Love it, man. Um, cool. Yeah. I agree. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, please send us your emails. Um, know that even if we don't read your stuff on air, we do read everything. So we read. one of us will read whatever you send. So keep yeah. sending them. We love reading your stories. Oopsthepodcast at gmail.com, at oopsthepodcast on Instagram. Check out our YouTube um and yeah thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us france you got anything else no that's it thank you so much guys great to be back in the stewed we will talk to you soon